1: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of
1: the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts.
0: Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach. That's a place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the Port Charles 411, all about Thanksgiving.
1: You're so excited.
0: I am. I love Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm.
1: I love the idea of Thanksgiving, but it's so much running around. I don't love Thanksgiving for all of that. It's so much food, though. Do you like turkey? Oh, my gosh. Um, yes. No. See, I make the turkey, and I take, like, a little sliver just to make sure I didn't kill everybody. But I am not all about turkey. Mashed potatoes. All about all of it. And the stuffing. And the cranberry sauce. Okay. That's about it. So have you ever seen Friends? I, I have seen Friends, but I don't know what you're going to tell me because I wasn't addicted to the shit think okay. like you are.
0: Monica makes Ross this sandwich, and it's like a Thanksgiving leftover sandwich.
1: Yes. It's so good. We talked about this before. I don't know if it was on here or not, but there's a recipe for it, and you... Well, I made
0: it before I found the recipe online, though, because all you do is you soak a piece of bread in gravy. I know that we have this conversation. That's the moist maker. (laughs) And then you layer it with, like, the mashed potatoes, and then the turkey, and then the moist maker, and then the stuffing, and then you spread the cranberry sauce on the top like, mayonnaise and however much you want. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Put it on toast. I really like it on nine green.
1: (laughs) Okay. But the quarter means don't do that. And no one in Portugal says that. They don't. Maybe you should let them know. I should. The quarter means which we'll get into, I think everyone knows by now, have pizza, and the reason is because they always make such a big mess because of all their fights and whatever. They should be able to make those sandwiches, because you just pull a little from here and a little from there. Exactly. So you you need the turkey, and that's always the problem is the turkey goes
0: awry. It doesn't always get ruined. Sometimes they throw it. So if they quit throwing it, they could cut it for some sandwiches. True. So we only went back to 1980. We have a new source called Curly Q Girls GH. And she has, like, an entire General Hospital website that you can read. First of all, she makes DVDs. That's so awesome. <laughs> we need to call her and be like,
1: can we have all of them? And she gives descriptions of all the episodes. Yes. And all the major things. Like, not only did she get on Thanksgiving, she had Christmas and New Year's and yep. the Nurses Ball and the Masquerade, whatever.
0: And Wish we had found her for other things. Yes. Yes. I can't even tell you how I found this, but I am, like, bold mind. Yes.
1: Whenever you emailed it to me, I was like, thank you for doing all of my work
0: for me. (laughs) So that's awesome. And I also used, on Facebook, there is a page called The New Soap Net, Soap Operas for the Fans by the Fans Streaming and on DVD. Oh, okay. So they posted a bunch of General Hospital videos
1: Mm -hmm.
0: of thanksgiving and the first one that they posted was 1978 so i know that i was getting started in 1980 but we're talking about this okay because i got to watch it and it was steve and audrey's first thanksgiving together
1: i know that's cute that's super cute i didn't go back and watch all of those i know you gave me that resource i'm sorry that's okay i did not go back and watch all of it that's
0: okay it was hard to find stuff for Thanksgiving.
1: It was. I really thought there was going to be too much information, and there's not enough. A lot of ones, even this Curly cue that we used, thank you so much for all the information, but it went into a lot of the storyline. Story right. And I just wanted, they did Thanksgiving here, this is like the point of it, and right. then move on to the next year. So I'm not hitting on every year, because if there was nothing Thanksgiving related, I'm right. not getting into it. I agree. And, I mean, obviously, there's going to be a little bit
0: of some things. Right. But, like, Leslie Weber was having dreams about her talking to Rick and about the affair with Monica. You know, like, that was mentioned because it was also carried through the entire episode. Yeah. Laura and Scotty were talking about going to the big football game in Port Charles. So, the Port Charles University football game used to be a big deal because it is repeated year after year after year. At the hospital, I think it was Steve was talking to Jeff about Stephen Lars. Had died.
1: Oh my god. That right?
0: Heather had sold him to Diane and Robert. I could be wrong on the guy's name. I think it's Diana and someone else. And I guess she was kind of like babysitting or something for them. And she's like, I'm gonna go check on PJ. Well, PJ Steven Lars. Right. But then this guy is blackmailing Jeff about information about Stephen Lars and He was meeting him across the street at the Floating Rib in 1978. Oh, That's crazy. And he looks over, and Bobby is there with, I think, Dr. Hardy and Jesse. Okay. And she just, like, throws back her head laughing and everything. And this guy gets, like, these flashbacks to, okay, the appropriate term to use now is sex worker. However, Bobby was identified as a prostitute on the show. Yeah. So I understand we have changed. We have bettered that.
1: Term. Term. Term.
0: But this is what was said in the show. And so we recognized her as being a prostitute.
1: Oh, and he, like, gosh. sent over this little
0: note. And she's like, we've never met, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, I know you from your cousin Lorraine. And the look on her face is like, crap, you do know me. Mm. You know? Oh, I'll have to go back and watch that now. Yes. And then Tracy, Jane Elliott, and, I mean, we know she's aged. But she looked <laughs> like a little porcelain doll. Aww. And she calls Mitch, and she's trying to get together with him. And he's like not asking her to come along. He's telling her what he's doing. Oh. And then she hangs up because she finds out that he's going to the game. And she tells Bobby, "I'm going to go to the football game." She has no idea. Just mm. if I hurry, I can make it in time for kickoff. Is that what it's called? You know, stuff like that. That would be hard. And she ends up wearing a foot or a fur coat. Oh wow. And Bobby's like, "You are overdressed." But so it was really just nice and then the Webbers had Thanksgiving at their house and they had
1: a maid named Alice. Oh that's weird. Yes. I mean we talk about them reusing names all the right. time but that's weird.
0: Right. So then we pick up in 1980 because I did not go looking for 1979. Okay. And this is where there was an Alexandria maid who's Edward's niece. And she was trying to get Luke to help her with her mission on, like, finding all the information about the Cassidines. Okay. So she invited Luke over, and Luke and Laura had spent, like, a summer together on their little adventure and everything. Mm. And he's sitting there, like, having champagne. And meanwhile, Laura was at the house with her parents, with Leslie and Rick. Okay. And they're both fantasizing about each other and Aww. what they did over the summer and all these different things. So, Anne and Jen, Jeff are together at the Hardys, and Alice had called Jeff to go visit Heather because she was in the asylum, and she couldn't remember. And this is Heather Weber. Right. How many right. times has she been in the asylum? I don't know. We need to make that a whole thing. But when they arrived, she asked them to tell her about Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving in the past, claiming that she can't remember. And she asked why Jeff never hugs or kisses her, pretending to be innocent about how marriage works. Meanwhile, you know she's definitely faking it. I think
1: she always was faking it. I'm I pretty like. sure she was.
0: And then everyone was going to the football game, and so they're in the park, and Laura sees Claudia and Brian and Richard Simmons. Mm. And Richard's asking her, "So when are you coming back to exercise class?" And he was not as flamboyant. Oh, you know, he was just a guy asking when he was go when she was going to come back. So did back. he
1: get? His I mean I know obviously he was on General Hospital, but did he get his fitness empire from being on General Hospital? I don't think
0: so. I think he was a fitness empire thing before Already? Okay. Yeah. I think. So then Luke and Bobby go over to Ruby's and they start setting the table and Luke starts and they're in Beatrice's Corner. So Ruby this lives in so Beatrice's Corner. Weird right. that we didn't know that. And They're setting the table, and Luke's like, it's crazy about how, like, an hour and a half ago, I was sipping champagne at the quarter mains, and now I'm going to be eating Thanksgiving dinner out of chipped mugs. Or off of chipped plates and stuff. And how it would just be so nice to have money and stuff like that. Luke never changes. And Bobby was basically, like, knock it off. And then Luke winds up calling Laura just to wish her happy Thanksgiving. And it was really sweet. And then in 1983, there was... No Luke and Laura or Robert and Holly. No Monica or Lee. And that's what they say. (laughs) And it says that Leslie grieved over Laura because this is when they had assumed that Laura had died. Mm -hmm. And the Quartermain celebrated with Grant, Celia, Mr. and Mrs. Q, Tiffany, and Alan. Tiffany's cab driver, Dex Grant, because of his past. Something like Dr. Hardy and Audrey had dinner with Jesse, Gale, Blackie, and Lou. So kind of like you said, like there's a lot of storyline just mentioned, but I'm going to try to stick to just... Thanksgiving-ish. Yeah. So like in 1984, the only real Thanksgiving thing says that Felicia was crying over her turkey, Frisco wasn't around. They were doing their Aztec princess mystery thing. So they were in Arizona. Yes. Okay. Then Tanya had gone over to General Hospital to keep Tony Jones company and that was Aww. BJ's mom and they danced together and he sweeps her into our, her sweeps her into his arms for a big kiss and they make out in a hospital bed. 1985, Thanksgiving preparations throughout Fort Charles, Steve, Ruby, Lee, Dan, Brian, and Claudia at Kelly's at the Brownstone, Bobby, Jake, and company do some celebrating of their own. Jimmy Lee and Celia pay a call to Kelly's for some good cheer. Sean Donnelly interrupted the Q's dinner Thanksgiving dinner and tells Jimmy Lee and Edward in no uncertain terms to stay away from his business and his property. Robert places a call to Holly to wish her a happy Thanksgiving, and this is the Hardy's annual. It just says that it says the Hardy's annual Thanksgiving celebration. But what does that mean? I mean, everybody
1: has an annual Thanksgiving celebration, pretty much. Right. I'm assuming it means that friends and family were invited, not just your. You know, if you didn't make your own turkey, you knew you could go over there for food. Oh,
0: let's just pretend that that's what that is. <laughs> and then in 1986, it's Thanksgiving Day. Jake, Bobby, Terry, Tiffany, Ted, Buzz, Sandy, Ruby, Patrick, Tanya, Ta- Tony, and Dan. Ooh, that's a lot of T's. <laughs> Spent it at the Brownstone. At the Hardys, the Quartermains, and Jesse celebrate the holiday. And that's really the only Thanksgiving-ish
1: information. So, sorry, kind of anticlimactic. All right, so I picked up on eighty-seven. Again, tons of information if you know the storyline, but I feel like getting into the storyline is not going to help anyone because they're referencing people that I don't remember very well. So for 87, the only thing that stuck out to me that I thought was really sweet was that Ruby put together a Thanksgiving feast for all the general hospital workers. It was like an open open house, they called it, so that if you were working, you didn't have to be... Without food, which I thought was super sweet. That's yeah, very sweet. I miss Aunt Ruby. She was so nice. She was. Then it goes to 89, and there wasn't anything Thanksgiving-ish. So okay. If Okay. And to apparently watch, nothing in 88 either. Right. It didn't even address 88. And 89, you know, it gets into, it says Dawn joins the queues for Thanksgiving. And then it gets into storyline of Alan finds Dawn's birth certificate. But I don't know who Dawn is. To to get into all that. No. So there was nothing in 89 that, you know, stuck out about Thanksgiving-ish. 1990, it says, Anna is not too happy when she learns Robin invited Edge to dinner. Ruby serves the homeless at Kelly's, because she's so nice. Yes. Tom thinks Steve may retire as COS. Chief of staff. Thank you. I'm like, what is that? Um, Luce, oh, I do remember this. Lucy wants to serve duck instead of turkey, but Charlene brings the turkey with her. Lucy is peeved when Monica and Scott show up at the mansion for dinner. Meg and Jesse join the Hardys for dinner. Steve announces at dinner that Tom has been promoted to ACOS. Assistant Chief of Staff. Thank you. Lucy babbles on to the cues about buying the Heriting Estate... Ex- Harrington Estate, and renovating it by Christmas. I don't know. That does sound familiar, Harrington Estate. Renovating anything between Thanksgiving and Christmas sounds a little bit absurd, and especially something with the word estate in it, because that doesn't sound to me like you're talking about just a regular three-bedroom ranch or whatever. But okay, Lucy. King and Catherine arrive at Anna's for dinner. Scott stops by the Hardys for dessert. Alan gives a toast in the Q's tradition. Um, 92. Scott and Dominique help Ruby feed the homeless on Thanksgiving. Oh, I liked Dominique, too. They're not Mm -hmm. a mention names I remember. Tiffany had second thoughts about joining the Joneses for Thanksgiving dinner. Julia books a table at the grill for dinner with her and Brenda. Brenda ditches her, though. Karen and Rhonda, which was Karen's mom. Karen and Rhonda join the Q's for Thanksgiving. AJ is in a foul mood as he receives a letter from the PI saying that he has no leads on Nikki. AJ flies off the handle when Jason says that Nikki is not worth all his pain and takes off. Sean and Tiffany have dinner with the Joneses. Jenny tells Paul to stay away from her. Lucy is back in Port Charles and sees Scott and Dominique together. Brenda comes back to the hotel to have dinner with Julia. Jason and Karen find AJ on the docks and convince him to come back to the house. AJ and Jason make it in time for dinner with the Q's. Scott calls Lee and Gail to tell them that he and Dominique have decided to stay married. Jagger misses his brother and sister and vows to find them. I love Jagger. You do. (laughs) In case no one knew that, (laughs) you needed to hear it. I love Jagger. So, yeah, there wasn't anything thanksgiving e in those years either. Yes. I just I do love hearing about Ruby. She was so nice. I feel like she would have been, I would have liked being her niece because she was so sweet to everyone all the She was time. very, very family oriented. Yes, and she was always giving. Like That's mm-hmm. all they ever say about her. I'm sure we're going to do something about Christmas and I'm sure there'll be stuff in there too about all of the stuff that she did at Christmas because she is so nice. But that's it. So in 1994,
0: Audrey and Steve are having dinner at the Poor Charles Grill. It's a fancy schmancy dinner. It's a fancy
1: schmancy place. Um, the hotel before Carly and them. Okay. Got the hotel. It would be the same thing. I don't know what, what is it, our, Carly's restaurant called? I think it's just the Metro Court.
0: Like, and the, the whole, whole thing, thing is
1: just... Metro Court. Yeah, but most, you're right, most of the time the,
0: restaurant's the restaurant inside a hotel has name. Yeah. Name. I'm pretty
1: sure that that's the hotel restaurant. Okay. Well, sorry for it, but that's why I'm at.
0: They hadn't heard from Tom, who's out saving the world while ignoring his family. And this is Tom Hardy. Yes. Steve wants to get out quickly so he can watch. The poor Charles University game.
1: Why do we not have that anymore? Because I do not remember that. And now we're getting into years, you know, that I, we definitely watched. Yep. And he's antsy till the
0: end when he gets to go watch it in the kitchen because the server kept coming over and giving him updates in his ear. Oh, yep. At the brownstone, Tony, Bobby and Robin and Stone are getting everything ready and Lucas comes with Maxie and Felicia bearing sweet potatoes. And I love this line. Maxie, who has soap aging syndrome, has helped with the marshmallows. (laughs) As has Lucas, who doesn't, which I'm thinking means who doesn't have soap Soap. aging syndrome yet. Right. Who ate some first. And Lucas said it was a good day. And then Maxie is thankful for the new baby because Felicia's pregnant. And her Aww. new heart. Mm-hmm. Yep. Robin and Stone are creating their own magic in the kitchen. And Mac basically interrupts. And, I mean, they weren't like, really. Yeah. But, I mean, they were making out. And it's funny because, so I watched this. It's also on the New soapnet. It's one Facebook of the videos page. that they yeah. Okay. And Robin and Mac were like yelling at each other. And, like, she was kind of bratty. hmm You know? She would play the typical teenager very well. Yes. And the show actually opened with Lucy talking to a sunflower, saying how disappointed she was for Thanksgiving. And the doorbell rings, and she's hoping that it was Kevin. And remember how you just mentioned that she wanted duck? Yeah. So there's a delivery man holding with a Long Island revenge duck, and he won't take it back. And to her horror,
1: it's alive. <laughs> oh my god! So she Is went... that from Monica. Does it say he? It that? doesn't even say no. I would think it had to be from Monica because she loved to.
0: But I think that she might have ordered the duck, but incorrectly ordered a live. Duck. Oh, okay, okay. So Lucy went to the PC grill to have it dispatched. Carl is no help and won't take it to the chef to be killed <laughs> as they are busy and don't have the time. Lucy threatens her with ELQ stock, but gets no satisfaction. The quarter mains are sed- settled down to watch the game and it is like a typical family. All the guys are sitting on the couch. There's AJ, Jason Quartermain, um, Alan, Edward, Lila's in her chair. And Monica walks in front of the TV and they're all like, Monica, get down. Oh. You know, it was very, it happens at home. Yeah. You know, and Lila announced no TV and Edward said, it's not TV, it's football. Lila wants to have a conversation about their blessings and to have a moment of reflection to, you know, think about the past year. And Edward had just been in court for a murder he did not commit, and so he was thankful for that, for being acquitted of a murder <laughs> that he did not commit. And Monica had breast cancer, and losing a breast took eight pounds off, and despite the possibilities, the chemo took off another ten. And she's always wanted to be a size zero. AJ gets right into the spirit of things by being thankful that he hasn't had a drink in months because he wouldn't want to be in an alcoholic haze and miss all the dulcet tones of his family fun. Alan comments about self pity. And so, I mean, they just go back and forth bickering, and then who shows up but Lucy with the duck.
1: I'm going to send you a live duck for Thanksgiving. No.
0: So then, like, the the Quartermans wind up passing the duck around, and this, that, and the other thing. Then Lucy winds up leaving with the duck, and she apologizes not having a baby seat for the duck, and she has it, like, in this carrier. <laughs> she rattles on, explaining the Lucy version of karma, and wouldn't it be funny if the duck was a former enemy of hers that she could eat? And then she realizes it could be the reincarnation of Victor Jerome. Wow. Right. And then she realizes that she's beginning to bond with this duck. Oh, my God. But then she goes over to the Brownstone, and Kevin's there. Ooh. She walked in on the Mac-Robin fight, and this is when Mac still had a slight accent. It was really bad. Back at the quarter Main Mansion, I am going to read these next three paragraphs because I don't want to miss anything. Okay. AJ needles Ned that it's too bad, Lois isn't there. Ned tells his grandfather that as soon as he's sure about Edward's health, he's going to Puerto Rico because that's where Lois was for Miguel's mm. content. And that's why I remembered that's where she was when we just talked about Brooklyn. Got it. Edward forbids it. There's corporate business to be done. He builds up steam, remembering all the corporate time that's been wasted by Ned chasing after Lois. Reginald announces dinner. Annabelle, the dog, okay, sneaks out. Edward huffs, damn, dinner too. Monica comes over and yells at Edward, who says she's pushing his good nature. She says, tough noogie, chill out, Edward. Lila gets matterfamilia and orders them to plant yourselves and listen to me. It's Lila. Yes. Annabelle, who appears to be eating for six or seven, so mm. I'm assuming. Pregger's dog. Yeah. Gazes at the feast. Uh. Hypnotized, she gets closer and closer and extends her nose and then her tongue. Mm. Lila delivers a Mary May speech. Aww. But it's bearable coming from her. We are the most fortunate people on the face of the earth, she starts, and tells them to take a moment to remember how much they depend on each other and how much, despite some pardonable lapses, they love each other. After a slow scan of the shamed faces, she says, let's go to dinner. Annabelle takes the leg and vanishes. Just as the family reaches the door and looks upon disaster, Ned picks up the clean carcass and says, pizza anyone? (laughs) Reginald informs them that the cook is planning to fall on her carving knife. Bet they wish they had kept the duck. Lila insists that they should sing the psalm, and Annabelle is sharing the spoils with Foster. Foster was Luke and Laura's dog, wasn't it? Yes. And I think this is the first time that they sing.
1: Oh, we gather okay. together.
0: So 94 was kind of a that launch a, pad from, for okay. what we know. Right. See, I
1: thought it had gone back longer than that.
0: So did I. Well, when did John Engel become Edward? I don't. Because that might have been why, because he sang.
1: Oh. So I don't okay. know if the other Edwards
0: did. That would make sense. But Annalita, did. did you ever watch that clip? I did not. I'm sorry. It, it was like two minutes. <laughs> sorry. All right. So then. So, 94 had a lot, but it's a lot of stuff that is still referenced today, so Mm -hmm. I felt like it was important to Oh, yeah, definitely. The whole background there. And then in 95, it was Emily's first Thanksgiving without her mother, Mm -hmm. and so she was with the quarter mains. Oh, I forgot one thing that happened in 94. I think that at the Brownstone, they burnt the duck, or they burnt the turkey, and wound up ordering Chinese. Oh, okay. Because then in 95... Catherine and Mac are too busy smooching to cook, so they order Peking duck. She's a little disappointed that her plans to cook him a traditional meal have fallen through. He assures her that Chinese food is traditional to him Mm -hmm. because he's Australian. Right. He doesn't know. And then at the Brownstone, Tony notices that the turkey has shrunk, and it turns out that they're having roast duck instead. As Bobby burnt the turkey last year turned out so badly, she thought that she would try something new. Tony says he's become an expert at rolling with the punches, and Bobby is grateful. But there's one thing. He has invited Lucy and Segment, which is what she named the duck.
1: Oh.
0: Meanwhile, Lucy has lost Segment. Oh, no. <laughs> He's not in the bath and the window is open. Where can he be? Meanwhile, back at the mains, the Harmony is limping on with a little help from Jen. And at the Brownstone, Felicia and Maxie are working on the hors d'oeuvres when Tom comes bouncing in. He has plans to play with the kids and Felicia in the back, and Tommy comes bouncing down off to have Thanksgiving dinner with Mary Mae and family. Aww. And they're going to the Hardys to help Steve cheer on poor Charles University football game. I wonder if it stopped when Steve Hardy died. Oh, maybe. That would make sense. That would totally make sense. And then there's just a lot of storyline in 96. Brenda and Jax are celebrating their first holiday season as a married couple. hmm Yep. She asks if Australians celebrate Thanksgiving. Jack says oh that his God. family never did, but they did when they moved to Alaska. And then we didn't eat dainty little birds. Lady Jane usually bagged a moose. Wow. Lady Jane was awesome. Brenda doesn't want to hear about that. She gets up close and personal. She tells him she's going to show him what Thanksgiving is all about.
1: Wow, well, I've never heard Thanksgiving used is the opening <laughs> line like that Come before. On. <laughs>
0: And she says that he shouldn't make fun of her culinary expertise Then just a bunch of drama with Sonny, Miranda, Jax, and Brenda. Kevin is watching football and sharing popcorn with Sigmund.
1: Oh, my God. So,
0: obviously, we found Sigmund. Yes. She comes in with veggies and is amazed that he's watching football, and he belches. Kevin. Mm. Right. Right. They think it's actually Ryan. Oh. But I'm not going to get into all of that. Right. But that's interesting. But that explains if wanna, the belching. Yeah. And then it says something about how there's a light tapping at the door, and Lucy worries, did Kevin invite anyone? It's Sigmund, who apparently forgot his keys. I'm just going to read the duck stuff. <laughs> Ruby attempts to kick Sunny out of Kelly's, which is closed for their annual Feed the Poor time. He brought a message from Robin, who is dishing up food at a homeless shelter. He also brought a check and tells Ruby to go get some rest He and his henchmen will continue to serve meals for the day. Right. Edward is relaxing, and Alan, Monica, and Emily come in with some wood for the fireplace. So they stand in front of the fireplace, hugging, and Edward says, you keep this up all through dinner, and you will make Lila very happy. Emily hopes that they won't have pizza again. So then this was also the year that Jason drove his motorcycle into the room. Mm. And Lila hopes that he'll stay for dinner. And he says, oh, grandmother, I can't. I've only got enough time to rip off a few candlesticks and meet up with my buds at the tattoo parlor. What? At this, Emily lights up. Oh, Alan, can I go, please? I've been dying to get quartermain rolls tattooed on my thigh. <laughs> Alan beams of course you can my precious girl Edward says have you all gone start staring mad he tells Emily she is not setting one foot out of the house with that hoodlum Emily sweet talks him Ah, Edward I would rethink that position you see justice and Sonny have taught me to use surveillance equipment and I've taped all your private conversations if I don't get my way I'll turn them over to Dara Jensen oh and Monica says I'm so proud of you (laughs) Ned comes in saying happy Thanksgiving. The family comes in. Ned asks Emily if, oh, because I guess Alan and Monica got back together. Mm -hmm. Oh, because Damian Smith was around this time. Mm -hmm. And turns out that the turkey was still half frozen. So they got in 97. Brenda goes to the door. Jax is there with dessert. He comments that she's all dressed and the house isn't full of smoke. She's had a little trouble defrosting the already stuffed but still frozen turkey in the microwave. Mm, Delicious. Which is all his fault of of course. She'd made the black cranberry sauce because tee she wasn't sure what jellied meant. Brenda keeps looking out the window expecting the catered meal to arrive. This is logistically considering how often Jacks has pulled her chestnut out of the fire lately, but he actually believed her this time and there's no parachute. Brenda says, we'll just go out, but Jack doesn't have the enormous resources the quarter mains. Who knows how to get takeout meal on Thanksgiving? They have marshmallows and Brenda has a great idea to make s'mores with the frozen graham cracker crust and chocolate tort that he brought.
1: Ah, oh, yummy! That
0: does some really good.
1: She must be a Girl Scout, very resourceful.
0: I would not say that. <laughs> and then it talks about Liz has a cigarette while purportedly looking for Gatsby. Sarah comes out and they talk pleasantly. Audrey's holding flowers. And Nicholas comes by with the centerpiece, just like the Pilgrims, Liz remarks. And I guess they're all having dinner together. And this was the first year without Steve, Aww. without Dr. Hardy. And they're all sitting around. And she asks Nicholas to say, Audrey asks Nicholas to say, Grace. And they look at Steve's empty chair.
1: Aww. Aww. Why did you make me sad?
0: I know. And then Jason is at the penthouse having a traditional Q Thanksgiving meal of pizza. When Emily comes in, he's having his mail forwarded from that woman at Jake's. And I think that's Carly. And he's gotten two sweepstakes offers and a thing for Princess Diana collector plates. (laughs) Emily gets right to the point. As long as you're eating pizza, why don't you have Thanksgiving with us? Monica is asking Alan what's wrong with Mario's. Alan wants something a little more fancy for Thanksgiving, a gourmet pizza. And Monica argues, I want a a traditional Thanksgiving pizza. I don't want one that's made out of spinach. Alan gets up to call Mario's, but Edward says that it's his place to take care of everything, and he's already ordered the pizza. Justice misses Mary May, more every minute. Mm -hmm. And you mean we're giving up on our turkey dinner without a fight? Edward, indeed, we are not. He has plans to pile into the limo after dinner and take pizza down to the homeless. Aww. Yep. And then the bell rings. Okay. Reginald comes in with three pilgrims with pizza. Raul barks. The family discusses the masks, and then the pilgrims pull guns. They are being robbed. And basically, they have no money, and the robbers are yelling at them, and Edward's like, why would I have a ton of money in my own house? Yes. AJ asks for his wallet back, and Justice gets his driver's license back. Monica goes for her contacts, and Keisha is surprised she wears them, because that's important to know. (laughs) Ned rescues his cell phone, and Edward goes to retrieve his gold pen. Lila has apparently been at the martinis again because she interrupts, I beg your pardon, that's solid gold, and they all discuss this. Robert number one says, we can't go back for $64. Alan agrees that the quarter mains would be laughing stocks if that got out. Lila tells a robber that his mother should have taught him better than manhandling an old lady in a wheelchair. The bad guys dither. Lila says it's almost upsetting. I love her. She's so proper. <laughs> Your mother would be ashamed of you. Alan suggests that they t- take the ugly vase and the quartermains try to get rid of other stuff. <laughs> Edward wrote a note for Annabelle to take foster. Jason shows Emily the cooked turkey he plans to use for sandwiches. So he made a turkey. Okay. He just chose to have pizza. Um, but then Emily comes... I guess she goes back to the quartermains and she's surprised that they're getting robbed by p- pilgrims. They'll be in big trouble when her brother Jason hears about this. She mentions Sunny's name. The quartermains are interested to hear that Jason lives in the penthouse now, but the robbers are more concerned about the dreaded name Jason Morgan. Jason comes in with Pete and the turkey. The robbers rush out, leaving everything and knocking the turkey to the ground. Uh. So they almost had it. They leave a note from Tracy who has planned this robbery. Mm-hmm. Raul comes in with pizza all over his face. So they order Chinese and sing their song. November 1998, no Thanksgiving episode aired. The show re-aired Luke and Laura's Wedding. Oh, wow. Yep. And in 99, Edward felt he had thwarted the annual Thanksgiving bus by buying two new ovens. Then they wound up eating pizza again, and Carly's looking on from the door as they're singing their song. Luke was at the club drinking when the phone rang. It was Lulu calling to wish him happy Thanksgiving. He continued drinking, noticed the light blinking on his answering machine and listened to a fake message from Felicia, and then he remembered his adventures with Felicia, because this is when they wound up kissing and stuff in Mexico. I know, I did not like them. Did not like that Did not like them at all. Laura arrived at the club with Lulu to tell Luke happy Thanksgiving in person. Laura called Mrs. Lansbury to tell her that she'd be late. Oh, okay. She remembered the bad times with Luke from the time he found out about her affair with Stefan at the trial until present. Wasn't that the lady at Windermere? Mm -hmm. That was like the maid, the housemaid at Windermere. Okay.
1: So that's when she was with Stefan.
0: Yeah. So then Chloe, Ned, Jax, and Alexis wound up having dinner together. Jax preferred moose, and Ned was hooked on pizza by being a quarter mean. Chloe told them tough, as she had already ordered dinner and was going to pick it up. Everyone but Jax left to go get it, and Jax remembered his times with Chloe from the day they met to the present. The song Head Over Heels is played. Later, the four had dinner together, and Jax offered up a touching toast. Carly played with Michael in his room and told him they had a lot to be thankful for, but the money and stuff wasn't the most important thing. The most important thing was that they had someone who loved them, and they'd soon be going to stay with him soon. She remembered her life with Jason from the day they met until present. Mm. And that was 1999.
1: All right, 2000. Carly suffered the after effects of her attack and was too bruised and sore to even get out of bed. She wanted to go to Bobby's for Thanksgiving dinner, but Sonny thought it would be a good idea to stay home with Michael. He cooked a meal for the three of them, and the new family ate their first Thanksgiving meal Aww. in the bedroom. Bobby and Roy prepared a Thanksgiving feast for their extended families and friends. Tony shared pleasant memories of past holidays with Bobby and thanked her for being such a forgiving person. So that would have been after, after Harley yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gia cooked dinner for Nicholas and herself and was surprised when he told her that he had invited Liz, Lucky, Emily, and Juan. Lucky teased Nicholas about his potential attraction to Gia, while a sad Juan fretted when Emily didn't show up. Mm -hmm. Poor Juan. They settled in for a nice meal, but Gia decided at the last minute to go to the Brownstone for dinner with her mother and your favorite taggart. On the way to the cottage, Emily stopped by the prison to see Xander and lightened his mood by telling him stories about her family. Rather than continue on to Nicholas's, she went back home and celebrated with the Q's. Edward was determined that this would be the first real Thanksgiving the Quartermains had in years. He gave Cook the day off and hired the chef from the PC grill. Monica and Alan were prepared for disaster since Cook never let anyone in the kitchen. Mm. Their fears were realized when Cook came home early, kicking the chef out and refusing to cook. Everyone was relieved when AJ came home with several pizzas and they sang their traditional holiday song. Aww. Aww. Little Michael, first Thanksgiving. Yeah. With that is what, I can't believe that was that long ago. Not his first Thanksgiving. No, but I don't even know. their yeah. first Thanksgiving together. 2001, it goes into some of the storyline of Sonny and Jacks and mm-hmm. the back and forth and whatever. So, again, sticking just with Thanksgiving. Sonny shares a Thanksgiving dinner with Mike, and Mike begins to confess past sins until Sonny overrides him with his own admissions which I don't remember exactly what that was, but it made me want to go back and and watch what good stories were we giving out. Luke makes it to Bobby's home for the holidays, but Bobby and Scott get detained for speeding. Laura asks Luke to fill in as host opposite of her, and Luke finally agrees. Later, everyone is happy as they sit down to Thanksgiving dinner. Serena approaches Laura and asks her if it's true. Laura asks her what it is, and Serena says that Lulu told her. After Laura tells her that it's okay to say whatever she has to say, Lulu announces that Laura is going to marry Scott, which Laura had not yet decided, and Luke's happy face goes into a shocked one. <laughs> Lucky speaks to Elizabeth over the phone, and he clearly remains unsettled. Nicholas also appears troubled after Stefan speaks badly of Starverse, and Nicholas slips away, leaving Gio with the Cassidines to visit Helena in prison. At the same time, Alan hopes for a real Thanksgiving dinner, which does not consist of pizza, at the Quartermain Mansion. He sends the cook away and hires a chef to make a real holiday feast. The Quartermains almost have a normal Thanksgiving dinner until a food fight occurs between Monica and Skye, which ruins dinner, especially the turkey, which goes flying into the mantle. The Quartermains are stuck with pizza once again.
0: I wonder why this pizza place has not developed a a turkey Thanksgiving pizza yet. Do you know how good that would be, that if you had... Like just shredded turkey and maybe mashed potatoes as the quote unquote sauce, and then put the turkey and the cheese on top.
1: pizza place down here does that. Are you kidding me? No, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Franco's? No, um, Le Lulo. Okay. do you say it? Yeah, yeah, it has corn and like cranberry sauce. I don't know if I. Can... I don't know what else it has. I have to look it up because like, I remember seeing it and being like,
0: "What?" That's I could totally make a thing. It's just like that Thanksgiving sandwich, but you make it with pizza.
1: You just love friends i do <laughs> that's all that has to do with anything <laughs> No, but i was really just thinking
0: about wow we could actually make a thanksgiving pizza and that would probably be really good
1: that was 2001 2002 was all about like the storyline mm-hmm. not anything else and then it jumps to 2009 so apparently there was nothing going For on seven
0: years there was no thanksgiving
1: in between there wow nothing i mean i feel like they would have addressed it since they talked about everything everything else yeah didn't get there so, 2009, they had a ton of information, which I appreciate the research, but basically, this was the first year that they were trying to set Alexis and Mac up. Do you remember that? <gasps> yeah. It was so weird it's and awkward. One. You say it's like, oh, it was fun, but no. it was... Weird. So no, I, I, that was my, oh,
0: yeah, I forgot
1: about that. Yeah, and that was the first year that they did it. So I'll just hit on, like, the high points of it, was it started with Diane arrives at the Davis residence four Mayhem. As Diane hands the covered dish to Alexis, she gives her instructions on how to heat the treat. Alexis admits that she hadn't realized that Diane would be joining them and Molly enters just in time to announce that Alexis and Molly had made other plans for Thanksgiving. Alexis scolded Molly for being rude, and then explained to Diane that they had intended to go to the country club for dinner. Before Diane could respond, the phone rang. Alexis left the room to answer the phone. Molly took the opportunity to hand Diane a dollar bill, she wanted to put diane on retainer (laughs) diane explained that her fees were considerably higher than one dollar however she was curious why molly wanted her services molly warned diane not to breathe a word of what she was about to reveal diane's interest was piqued so she promised to keep quiet and molly explained that she and her sisters had decided to play matchmaker for their mother and like i can see it in my head it wasn't that long ago and i just remember at the time even being like alexis Max, that's weird anyway so molly goes on to explain no you're good molly goes on to explain that alexis has horrible taste in men so this might be her last opportunity to find love diane of course is always for a good setup and so mm-hmm. she kind of laughs about that then it goes on to diane getting a message from milo that she needs to come and check out Max. okay And it's kind of alluding to the fact that Max had just had some kind of surgery, and that as a result of that surgery, that he was having some problems in the downstairs area. Okay. And so Diane went to fix that, and so they had a nice little hookup in Sonny's office at the restaurant. And that was, like, around the first time that they got together, wasn't it? It was. Okay. Yes. Um, then it goes on to christina and them on the pier christina bumped into ethan while she was on her way to robin's house with pumpkin cookies ethan was happy to see that christina's stitches had been removed christina was curious where ethan was headed he explained that he intended to go to kelly's for a turkey sandwich they chatted for a few minutes about australia's version of thanksgiving which i thought was kind of a funny sentence because australia shouldn't have thanksgiving Mm -hmm. (laughs) they don't do all of that christina invited ethan to join her family for dinner Ethan appreciated the offer. However, she had inspired him to spend the holidays with his family. And then it goes back to everyone's now arriving at Patrick's house and he becomes aware of the setup and is like, what are you doing? This right. is a bad idea. Anyone other than Sam and Robin thought this plan Well, the girls all thought it was a great plan, but the men were like, what are you doing? And so it just goes through all of that. As everyone sat at the table watching the game on television, Lisa confesses to Patrick that she was impressed with the kind of father that he had turned out to be. Meanwhile, Sam receives a phone call from Molly. Sam whispers to Molly that she thought the plan was a bad idea. She explained that Christina had not even arrived and that Maxie had canceled because she was sick. Sam was forced to end the call when Mac approached her. Mac wanted to question Sam about her statement regarding the night that Claudia had disappeared. Robin immediately scolded Mac, reminding him that it was a holiday. And so there's just more conversation back and forth because, again, they're just trying to set up whatever. Then it goes to Lulu and Maxie. Lulu is headed to Elizabeth's for Thanksgiving. Maxie wandered into the living room. Lulu realized that Maxie was down in the dumps. Lulu assumed that Maxie was depressed because Franco had not agreed to do the photo shoot. This was when Franco this was with Franco. Franco. Yep. Maxie surprised Lulu by revealing that she had slept with Franco, and Lulu took a minute to absorb the shocking confession. She couldn't believe that Maxie had betrayed Spinelli. Maxie insisted that she hadn't cheated on Spinelli. According to Maxie, she and Spinelli had a list of people who they could sleep with, and they got into a whole conversation of these the are like free people, yeah. and Spinelli's free person apparently is Anne Hathaway,
0: huh.
1: which I don't understand any of that but okay (laughs) whatever Maxie. you need to tell yourself to justify cheating on Spinelli. then it goes to the jacks residence this is cute the jacks residence michael morgan and carly prepared to go to kelly's to join sunny and mike for thanksgiving jacks intended to stay home with jocelyn carly's plans hit a snag when their car failed to start jacks offered to take a look at the car so carly went to check on jocelyn as soon as carly and jacks were out of sight michael noticed that morgan had slipped something into his pocket Michael realized that Morgan had sabotaged Carly's car. Morgan didn't deny the accusation. He was determined to be a good big brother to Jocelyn by making certain that her parents spent Thanksgiving together. Aww. I know. Jax returned and informed everyone that he hadn't been able to fix the car. Morgan smiled. Morgan's satisfaction was short-lived because Carly asked to borrow Jax's car. Jax agreed to Carly's request, so Michael asked to talk to Carly and Jax about a school trip while Morgan raced outside to Pamper to tamper with Jax's car and it, again it just goes on but at the end of the day they spent thanksgiving together because morgan messed up both brand new yeah. cars so that they couldn't go somewhere else and i thought that great was intentions yeah. exactly i miss morgan mm-hmm. at the Quartermain main mansion rebecca announces that she had decided to join some people from the hospital to help feed the homeless at a shelter tracy wonders why rebecca wasn't spending the holiday with nicholas rebecca explains that nicholas was busy Luke strolled into the parlor moments later to announce that Bobby had flown to Seattle to spend time with Lucas. Rebecca was curious how Lucky and Elizabeth were spending the day. Luke revealed that Lucky and Elizabeth were with Audrey, Leslie, and the children. Luke wasn't interested in spending the day with a kind and loving family, so he had decided to hang out with the Quartermeans. <laughs> Ethan arrived a short time later, followed by his sister Lulu. When the pizza arrived, Rebecca asked how their tradition of the Quartermeans eating pizza on Thanksgiving had started. Monica explained that family squabbles had led to many ruined Thanksgiving dinners, so they had been forced to order pizza. As everyone helped themselves to pizza, Edward began singing, We Gathered Together. 2010, again, tons of information, lots of extra storyline stuff. This is whenever Lucky and Siobhan were together, and she, he was trying to take her to New York City to escape all of the craziness because the kids and Elizabeth were going over to Audrey's, and Audrey had invited Nicholas and Spencer mm. to spend it. So Lucky didn't want to be there. So sure. he was like, let's go to New York City. But then the conversation happened about how crazy the quarter mains and all that are, and she was like, no, I want to experience this. Right. Let's have a great Thanksgiving with everyone. Alexis and Mac are being set up again this year. I don't know why they didn't let it die. Right. Or... Keep trying throughout the year? Yeah, It's only a Thanksgiving thing that we do? Right. They decided that they hadn't had enough dates. Like, Alexis and Mac hadn't had enough dates in the previous year that they were making plans to spend the holiday together. So the girls decided they would push them together, which if they weren't making the plans to be together, they obviously didn't want to be together. Diane also brought up that this was the one-year anniversary to Max because they had hooked up a year earlier. (laughs) So that was cute. At the Cornemane Mansion, Edward studied a picture of his beloved Lila for a long moment and then went to join his family in the foyer. Don't oh, cry no. over Lila, Shannon. It's no. okay. No. <laughs> Tracy and Maya each primped in the mirrors. Oh, I actually watched this one on YouTube and it was funny because they were standing in the foyer. And there's a mirror on the right and a mirror on the left, and they're each standing in the mirror, like, making themselves beautiful for uh, Luke and Ethan. Tracy and Maya uh, each primped in mirrors on opposite sides of the foyer. Edward grumbled that they were too good to be wasting uh, time on men like the Spencers. Tracy rolled her eyes, while Maya wondered why Edward had offered to pay her a million dollars to stay married to Ethan. Edward admitted that there might be hope for Ethan, but Luke was a lost cause. Luke and Ethan arrived for Thanksgiving dinner. Alice fetched the good scotch for Luke, despite Edward's earlier order to keep it locked up. Meanwhile, Ethan pulled Maya aside to complain about the sudden lack of romance in their marriage. Maya reminded Ethan that they were only married for money. After everyone gathered in the parlor, Edward wondered why they were waiting to eat. Tracy explained that they were waiting for Lulu and Dante. Edward wasn't pleased to hear that Sonny's illegitimate son had been invited to spend Thanksgiving with them. Ethan and Maya wandered out of the room where they continued to flirt and verbally spar. Lucky and Siobhan entered the parlor. Edward was immediately smitten by the Irish lass as he recalled a timing long before when he had gone to the Emerald Isle. Siobhan charmed Edward with a brief recount of how she had met Lucky. Edward warned Siobhan to be careful. Lucky might be a cop, but he was still a Spencer and arguably the smoothest talking one of the lot. Edward's mood improved even more when Lulu entered the parlor without her no-good boyfriend. Edward had a temporary change of heart about Dante when Dante and Michael walked in a short time later. Edward was thrilled to see his great-grandson. Michael was curious where Monica was. Edward explained that Monica had gone to the spa because the holidays without Alan were just too difficult for her. Mm -hmm. Edward was certain that Monica would be crushed when she learned that she had missed an opportunity to spend Thanksgiving with her grandson. Edward then turned to Dante to warn Dante that if Dante ever hurt Lulu, Alice would make Dante pay. The pizza arrived a short time later. Siobhan was confused because she thought the traditional Thanksgiving Day meal was a turkey. Hmm. Edward explained that the Quartermains had a long history of bad luck with turkeys, so they had started a tradition of giving cook the day off and ordering pizza. After Edward honored the special holiday with a song, everyone shouted, Happy Thanksgiving. Afterwards, Edward invited everyone to dig in. I do remember him flirting with Siobhan. Edward flirting with Siobhan, Mm -hmm. which was super cute because he is a flirty old man. And then 2011, a lot of content of Kate and Sunny. Not anything really that Thanksgiving-ish, so Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get into all of that extra stuff. She was talking about how she had given up a lot in her life to become Kate and Oh, this is when Carly and Sean were, like, starting mm. together, which I kind of forgot even happened. yeah. So Carly revealed that she was having dinner at Kelly's with Sean, so she invited Michael to join them. Michael declined because he had decided to have dinner with the quarter mains. Carly was disappointed, but she accepted her son's decision. After she ended the call, Sean tried to cheer her up by tempting her with more food. Later, Carly conceded that Sean's meal had been the best Thanksgiving dinner she had ever had. Sean made thanksgiving dinner and she ordered in and so originally she was like no this is just as good and he was like yeah no it's absolutely not so that was like what she's talking about as far as his being the best meal ever and then he had a pecan pie and she wanted the recipe for it and he was like if i give this to you do you promise that you're not going to take it to your restaurant and start making it right? and sell it and she was like no i wouldn't do that blah blah, blah. so that was their moment of, you know, flirting mm-hmm. and getting together and whatever. And so Carly decided that it was time to get her daughter home to bed, but Sean wanted Carly to stay. Carly agreed, but only if Sean worked his magic on the jukebox. Sean accepted the challenge, selecting a romantic song, and then pulled Carly close for a slow dance. Sam and Jason talking about if they're going to go to the Quartermains and what are they going to take and blah, blah, blah. So finally we get to the Quartermaine mansion and it says... At the corner of mansion, Alice put the finishing touches on the holiday decorations. Monica warned Alice that it was too much for a pizza dinner, but Edward announced that he had ordered cook to prepare a traditional Thanksgiving dinner to celebrate Jason joining them. Monica worried that Jason would feel overwhelmed, and the foyer, Tracy grumbled when Michael walked through the front door without knocking. Michael explained that he had been invited and that he was family. Edward beamed with joy when Michael entered the parlor because Edward anticipated a happy family reunion with Jason and Sam. Edward couldn't remember the last time that so many generations had been gathered for a Thanksgiving meal. Alice decided to check on Cook. In the foyer, Alice asked Tracy if Luke was expected for dinner, and Tracy snapped at Alice, which let Alice know that Tracy hadn't heard from Luke. Monica entered the foyer to announce that dinner was ready. Jason admitted that he didn't think he should stay, so Monica implored Jason to reconsider. Edward was delighted that they finally had a real Thanksgiving dinner, so he invited everyone to sing a traditional Thanksgiving song. Jason noticed that Sam appeared uncomfortable seconds later. everyone was shocked when Jason suddenly upended the table, scattering food everywhere and then stormed out. Sam looked around apologetically and then followed her husband and that was the whole Franco storyline. They just got back from Hawaii, and they talk about it if you watch the episode of she didn't know what had happened and she was upset because she had taken the shower and they couldn't find the body and. Blah, blah, blah. So him flipping over the table was frustration of that. And then Well, and Tracy um, was being a jerk to him
0: before that. Tracy. So it was,
1: I don't know that I think that Tracy could really get to him that much, but she. I think on top of all the other things. Exactly. Because she was being very nasty to Sam.
0: So, yeah. But that was that. So that brings us to 2012. And I mean, Edward was so excited about having that family Thanksgiving on 2011. That was actually the last one with Edward. In 2012, he had passed away.
1: Well, thanks for making me sad. Ugh. Well, I'm sorry, that's what happened. I bet Jason feels bad. He flipped that table now. I think that they had reconciled before. I think they did too. Yeah. But Heather Weber had come back out of
0: hiding because she had tricked Edward into marrying her at that one point, you know. <laughs> and Sean was running Kelly's. Sonny stopped by Michael's apartment to check on Michael after hearing about Edward's passing. And Sonny offered Michael his condolences, admitted that he had always respected Edward, even though Edward and Sonny hadn't been friendly. Sonny let Michael know that he was there if Michael needed someone to talk to. And he said, who better than your father? And this was right after AJ came back. Mm. So, you know, Michael was kind of distance from... Right. And then it just goes into, like, you know, Sonny and Michael talking about basically AJ being back, Sonny worrying about how did he mess up being a father, this, that, and the other thing. And then at the quarter main mansion, Monica placed a condolence card on the mantle next to a picture of Edward. AJ noticed that they were quickly running out of room for the cards. Monica smiled as she explained that a lot of people had loved Edward, and Monica recalled a time that she had canceled a trip to Arizona to sit at Edward's bedside when he had been in the hospital. She admitted that those who hadn't loved Edward had respected him, and Monica expected the church to be crowded for the funeral the following day. Moments later, Alice entered the library to inform that they had a problem with the caterer who wanted to know how to prepare the yams for Thanksgiving dinner. Monica reminded Alice that Tracy was in charge of the caterer, but Alice couldn't find Tracy. AJ wondered if they should have Thanksgiving dinner when no one was in the mood, but Monica pointed out that Thanksgiving had been Edward's favorite holiday, so it was a well-intentioned gesture on Tracy's part. Monica decided to deal with the caterer who had scared Alice more than Cook ever had. Meanwhile, AJ recalled a special conversation he had had with his grandfather years earlier when AJ had been eager to discuss the business merger for Elq and Edward had expressed pride in AJ for being well-informed about the deal. Then the doorbell rang, and it was Skyla and Lila Ray coming to visit, and it was the first time that she had introduced her to Monica. And, I mean, Monica and Sky didn't get along too well, but Monica was really um, excited to meet Lila Ray and she confessed that Lila Ray had made her day, and Monica realized that she and Skye hadn't always seen eye-to-eye, but Monica was certain that Alan and Edward would be happy that Skye and Lila Ray were there. And then, I don't know if you remember, so they keep showing Tracy at the crypt or the mausoleum, you know, oh, yeah. speaking to Edward, Lila, and AJ, or um Alan. Alan. And then Skye winds up coming to the crypt and is like, I just wanted to show Lila Ray who was her namesake and everything. And, I mean, there was a lot of bickering back and forth and
1: that's a traditional
0: quarter right. holiday right and heather wound up breaking into the quartermain mansion to look for his will sky walked in on her and she held her captive and everyone heard sky cream scream so they raced to the parlor ned begged heather to release sky and promised to let heather leave but heather didn't believe them alice carrying a bat snuck up behind heather and conked heather on the head heather dropped unconscious to the ground as sky ran to Ned's arms. Nice, AJ said in response to Alice's quick thinking. Guess it is a traditional Quartermain Thanksgiving after all. In the library, everyone reminisced about Edward and all the special moments they had shared with Lila and his loved ones. Tracy recalled telling Edward that she loved him during the crisis and how Edward had smiled gently when he gave Patrick the thumbs up after Edward had given Emma the last dose of life-saving serum. Mm -hmm. Because that was that antidote. The water. the water
1: was coming, yeah.
0: And that was actually the last time that we saw Edward. I mean, he had to have known. I mean, this was just, like, crazy because you can't plan real-life death that way. Right. But, I mean, the very last scene we see is, of Edward Quartermain is him giving thumbs up to little Emma. Did you cry? Yeah. <laughs> because he he knew he was older and that he was going to die and that this little kid shouldn't. He just didn't know on the show he was going to, too. Right. In the library, everyone raised their glass, as Ned said, to Edward Quartermain, there will never be another like him. So basically, they walked into the parlor to have dinner, but stopped short when they saw that Heather had left it in shambles during her struggle with the men from Friendcliff because they had come to pick her up. Right. Ned tried to be optimistic by suggesting that they could salvage dinner, but Alice called the pizza place that they had usually ordered Thanksgiving dinner from. However, it had been closed for renovations. Hmm. What are they going to do? Everyone was disappointed because their Thanksgiving dinner had been ruined. Moments later, the doorbell rang, so Alice went to the door, and she was shocked to find a dozen pizza boxes on the doorstep. Alice carried them in and told the family about the special delivery. They were unaware that Edward's ghost had appeared in the doorway as everyone joined together to sing the Thanksgiving song that Edward had sung every year. Edward's ghost joined in as he reached for Lila's hand. Afterward, Edward and Lila went to the staircase. Edward asked Lila if she wanted to renew their commitment to each other and Lila assured him that she did, so Edward smiled down at her. Lila stood up from her wheelchair, and then hand in hand, they walked up the stairs into the light. And that episode was dedicated in loving memory to John Ingall, 1928 to 2012. Wow. I know. It was sad. And then 2013 and 14, there wasn't anything. 2015, Patrick and Emma had Anna, Andre, sam and danny over for thanksgiving emma was trying to hook anna up with andre like hey andre oh, yeah. do you have a girlfriend and he's like no he's like oh or she's like oh my grandma doesn't either so that was the year that sam and them were together yeah at the metro court ava smiled at avery
1: but mm. admitted that
0: she was disappointed julian hadn't invited them to spend the holiday at his house at julian and alexis's residence alexis greeted christina with a warm hug as molly stood nearby Christina explained that she had dinner at the hospital with Morgan and Sonny, but Alexis assured Christina not to worry because Alexis understood. That's what families do. Molly made snide remarks about Julian and Alexis' relationship. Then Olivia wound up showing up carrying in food and baby Leo's carrier. So Alexis had Julian and then Olivia and Leo and then Molly and Christina there.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: Ava showed up and was like,
1: hi, I'm going to be your brother. brother too. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Olivia made it clear that she was not in the mood to deal with Ava on Thanksgiving and slammed the door in her face. Ava rang the doorbell again and waited for her brother. Julian invited Ava and his niece in as Olivia strenuously objected. And Christina wanted to get to know Avery a little bit better. Julian joined Marley and Christina in the living room. They watched Leo and played with Avery. And he thanked Christina for brokering a truce between Olivia, Alexis, and Ava. But Christina wished her father could spend time with Avery. So then Alexis was overwhelmed with the number of desserts when Ava added two more pie boxes to the pile. Alexis insisted there was plenty of food, but Olivia argued that there hadn't been homemade cannolis. Alexis is not Italian. Exactly. Nearby, Molly asked Christina about school and spending more time at home. Christina didn't want to spoil her vacation about school. This is when she dropped out, right? Okay. As the ladies finished getting the meal together, Olivia mentioned Dante and Lulu. Alexis revealed Lulu had asked Alexis to drop papers for legal separation. What? (laughs) Good, good client patient or client confidentiality. Just tell your client's mother-in-law. Right. A short time later, Ava uncovered a receipt for a caterer and Olivia feigned shock that Alexis had not cooked the meal and then joined Ava as they good-naturedly accused Alexis of being a fraud.
1: Give me a break. She invited you into their, her house. You eat what, get what you get. It sounds like they were doing
0: it in jest, like they were just teasing her, but you know. That's still rude. I don't care. Later, Alexis and Julian's loved ones gathered around the table. Olivia asked everyone to join hands in prayer, and they all seemed startled, but Olivia insisted they were family despite all the arguing. Ava thanked everyone for agreeing to let her stay, and as she reached for Alexis's hand, while Molly placed her hand in Julian's, satisfied, Olivia closed her eyes and said a Thanksgiving prayer. At the quarter mains, Monica glanced at a picture of Edward and Lila, and she admitted that she was so sad to spend another Thanksgiving without her beloved in-laws and husband, Alan. Tracy echoed Monica's sentiment, and Monica suggested that they focus on the good things, like Jason being back. You know, Paul and Dylan were there, and Paul and Dylan were going to make that fried turkey. Oh, yeah. They were going to deep fry the turkey, and then the fuse blew, so Monica wound up getting the pizza delivered. Michael and Sabrina came Mm. to have Thanksgiving with them, and this is when Sabrina was pregnant, and Jason congratulated both Michael and Sabrina, when Michael told him about the pregnancy. And as they chatted, Michael asked if Jason might remember his past since learning who he was, and he had no idea. And then Jake was also back then, too. And so this is when we were talking about Elizabeth, that Sam overheard the boys talking about a secret about their dad Mm -hmm. and all that fun stuff. Right. So then, I mean, there was just, like, a lot of back and forth. You know, it was a lot of storyline. Eventually, they get the pizza, and Sam watched Jason and Elizabeth closely. Monica pulled Jason aside to ask if he recalled that they had pizza on previous Thanksgivings. But Jason shook his head. He explained that he had suggested pizza. Oh, because when the deep fryer, yeah. the fuse, fuse broke, Jason suggested, hey, why don't we just get pizza? And Jason said that it just seemed like the easiest and quickest thing to order for everyone. Right. Monica was trying to make it like a memory. Right. At the Metro Court, Laura greeted Lulu and Rocco, but admitted she had hoped Lulu would cancel because Lulu and Dante had decided to work things out. Laura was surprised when Lulu told her mother about the separation papers. However, as they talked, Lulu became nostalgic and she admitted that she loved spending Thanksgiving with Dante. Lulu recalled one Thanksgiving when Dante had accompanied Lulu to the quartermains and Edward had warned Dante not to revert to the type by getting someone shot or cheating on Lulu. Mm -hmm. Later on, you see Dante at the loft and he has the game on like the football game on and everything, and Valerie came and had brought him a plate because she and her mom used to just bring Thanksgiving dinner to all the guys on, and she realized that he wasn't there, so she brought it to him at his house. It wasn't that nice and of her. they bonded a little bit over the watching of football and while not making out, and that's how... And then 2016 was the year that Morgan died, just a month earlier, and so Harley had come into the living room and saw Nell, Joss, and Michael, you know, setting out snacks, and Jax was opening up wine. And she couldn't figure out what was going on until Joss said, Happy Thanksgiving. And then Carly felt horrible because she wasn't there for her family. Yeah. And Nell had actually gone to the store and gotten everything for dinner. Jax had prepared apple stuffing, which made Carly cry because it was Morgan's favorite. And then they just go back and forth talking about, you know, talking about Morgan and how Jason had discovered that it wasn't Sunny's fault, that the car blew up. Carly said that she was thankful for all of them. And and then Olivia, for some reason, went over to Carly's and she was expecting Carly to be at Sunny, So I don't understand why she went there. Maybe they were at Jax's house. know no because she said that they were in her living room yeah but so she was expecting carl or carly to be with sunny and he wasn't carly at one point carly glanced at jacks but she saw sunny smiling at her instead and she was startled by the vision but she quickly pulled herself together and told jacks jocelyn and michael that she was grateful for each one of them and she suddenly realized that nell was gone so michael explained that nell had left to check on a friend at dante and lulu's house dante and nathan sat on a sofa watching the game while rocco ran around both lulu and maxi set out snack and that's fun like a nice little friends giving mm-hmm. and everything Moments later, the doorbell rang. Dante opened the door and welcomed Kevin. Nearby, Maxie wondered why Laura hadn't arrived with Kevin. Lulu had no idea until she called her mother and Laura explained she had some important errand to run and Lulu was disappointed, but promised, Laura promised she wouldn't be too long. Meanwhile, Dante had called to check in on Sunny and Sunny was basically just drinking. Yeah. You know, they do a lot of running around on Thanksgiving. I don't do yeah. too many errands on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, and then Laura went and stopped by to see Sunny for a visit. And just to see how he was doing. That was nice. I see that. And they talked about Spencer. After Laura left, Sonny picked up a bottle of alcohol and sat on the floor. And he looked at the family portrait as he drank and thought about Carly. Eventually, he picked up his phone and called Carly, but it went to voicemail. And he left her a message explaining that he'd called to check in on her. And that he was home alone, but he wished her a very happy Thanksgiving. And added that their children were lucky to have her as a mother. And right as he ended the call, Nell was at the door. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back at Dante and Lulu's house, Maxie greeted Laura and implored her to stop Dante and Lulu from breaking up. Concerned, Laura let, and this was a year after they decided on the separation papers, this is yeah. like the
1: longest. They did take forever with that, remember? Mm-hmm. Was exactly that a year. Laura turned
0: to her daughter for an explanation, but Dante and Lulu assured everyone that they were not breaking up. Dante announced that he and Lulu had decided to get married that very night. Everyone was stunned when Kevin added that he had been ordained online and would be officiating the wedding. Moments later, Olivia arrived and asked Dante to fetch his baby brother from the car. So she left the baby in the car. In the car. hmm Okay. She noticed how you can't just text and say, hey, can you come meet me down at the car? Right. Or call? Yeah. Okay. Apparently not. Nope. And the food, bringing the food up is more important than bringing mm. the baby up. hmm at the Quartermain Mansion, Dylan entered the living room, demanding to know what was going on, because everyone was missing something, and everyone was told, basically, as a ransom, meet here at 7 o'clock. But it was Tracy, and she was basically kind of blackmailing them all to get to dinner. Yeah. And D- Dylan reminded his mother that every year they had tried to have a normal Thanksgiving dinner, but it always ended in disaster, and Tracy refused to back down, basically. So they actually did have a turkey that they were cooking, and Ned noticed that the turkey smelled different than he had expected, and Monica became alarmed when Tracy suggested that it might have something to do with Cook's special brine. Monica ordered Tracy to put the put down the bite of turkey she had been able to consume because Monica had seen a full container labeled brine in the refrigerator and an empty container that Finn had labeled bacteria on the counter. Oh,
1: what? Yeah. Why would you have right? Okay. And why would it be
0: at the quarter Main Mansion? Mm-hmm. Why, would, Finn? Why are you bringing a container full of bacteria? <laughs> so then they decided to get the pizza menu. Oh, and this, and then Alexis was at Jean's Roadhouse drinking, and Julian saw her there. Mm -hmm. And long story short, she winds up leaving, and Julian, because I think that she was too drunk to drive. Yep. And Julian realized that she had gone out and started up the car and everything, and he wound up getting hit by Alexis. Mm -hmm. She loves hitting people with her car. She does. And then 2017 was when, just a lot of storyline, too. Maxie announced that she was pregnant. Jason went to the quartermain house and Monica entered the room with her suitcase and she informed him that I guess she was going out of town and he was happy to see her and could tell that something was wrong and Monica advised Jason that his relationships were real but he wondered how long it would be until his family also felt that he was a stranger and this is when patient 6 arrived and Sam was shocked to open her door to find patient to patient 6 who asked to be let in and talk to her about something important. He informed her that Diane was working on proving that he was Jason, but he would tell her to stop if that's what Sam wanted. And then Jason arrived at Alexis's wondering where Sam was, and then Sam came with the kids, and dinner was ready. Sonny was deep frying a turkey, and Carly said that it was taking too long. She offered for Michael to stay over if he wanted. I think this was also the year that Carly had Oscar and Kim over for Thanksgiving, because it was Aww. the first year that they had all come together. And Kim brought a pie. Monica sat alone at the quarter main house with her turkey burger, and she reminded herself to sing first and then eat. Just then, Ned and Michael led everyone from Dante and Lulu's and everyone from Alexis's in song into the quarter main living room, each carrying a pizza. Yum. Yep. And then 2018, this is when Ava and Kevin, quote Kevin, Ryan, kissed. And Laura saw it, and she ran out, and blah, blah, blah. Ava said that she thought Kiki would be better off if she wasn't in town or if Kiki wasn't. I think that's when when Ryan got the idea to kill her.
1: I was going to say when Kevin got the idea to kill her, but you know what
0: I meant. Yep. Oscar informed Joss that she was the first person he'd want to tell when he found out about his new diagnosis. However, he wanted her to forget about him, move on, and be happy so she wouldn't have to suffer through his illness with him, and just promised to do whatever it took to get him back. Mm. That's going to be only a year. Since, yeah. Wow. going yeah, has been a right long on. year for her. It has. Monica proudly told her guests that she'd ordered a dozen gourmet pizza for Thanksgiving because why tempt fate? Kim commended Monica's decision to donate food to the local soup kitchen, and Monica replied that she wanted to focus on family rather than making a big meal. The doorbell rang, and Ned was unhappy to answer the door to Julian, who was carrying a box of food to donate. Kim greeted Julian, and Ned scolded Kim for being presumptuous enough to invite Julian. However, Olivia admitted that she'd invited Julian, and Julian followed Kim into the living room, where Leo was excited to see his father. And then Drew was there, and Oscar, and obviously Kim. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a good family one. Yeah. Bobby entered Sonny's, informed her that Carly was at the hotel dealing with the situation, she asked about Jocelyn, and Michael answered that he had gotten a cryptic message from Jocelyn saying that she would be home as soon as she could. Stella entered while Mike was happy to see her because they invited oh, her over right. for Thanksgiving, Hope that she would be somewhere more important. Lucas and Brad entered with Wiley, and Brad sharply asked why Michael was there. You know, why was Michael at his, his own parents' house? Right, mm-hmm. and why he wasn't at the Quartermain's. And Michael replied that he was going there later, but he asked to hold Wiley and Brad ran off to get a drink.
1: But Michael's his godfather, so Mm -hmm. you would be encouraging that relationship.
0: Yep. (sighs) And then this this was Jordan and Curtis's wedding, too, because Kiki and Griffin were getting ready for the wedding and talking about Ava, and Kiki wanted to turn her into the cops, and she thought that it would be better off if Ava was behind bars, blah, blah, blah. blah. They get it on. And then Kiki told him to go ahead, and they were going to the wedding, and that she would be... She would meet him there. Yeah. And obviously did not. Right.
1: Yeah, because Ryan killed her in her apartment, but then
0: took her to, to the, the Haunted place. Star. Yeah. yeah. Something happened where, for whatever reason, the family, the Quartermain food donation hadn't been picked up yet. Olivia remembered seeing somewhere to pick up the food. Then Monica realized the food had been picked up had been their pizzas. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Monica explained that they'd ordered more pizzas since they'd accidentally donated their gourmet pizzas to the soup kitchen. Michael figured that the Quartermain tradition of Thanksgiving not going as planned would just continue, and Monica announced that it was time for dinner, but first we sing, and then we eat, and the Quartermains joined together in song, except for Julian and Kim, and then the doorbell rang. Should be the other pizza. Probably. And then it just gets into Curtis and Jordan's wedding. Uh yeah. So, but yeah. So, that was all the Thanksgivings from, like, 1978 yeah. that we could get information on. So... I know this episode was very, very long. Wonder what this year's Thanksgiving festivities or chaos is going to be.
1: I really don't care about any of it except the quarter means. I know <laughs> it was very awful, difficult to read some of this just because. Also, the writing wasn't very. It was too much information. It was nice to be right. thorough, but it was too much because, again, if you needed all that information, just watch the whole episode. Right, but which we probably should have done, but we didn't. No, we didn't because again, I would have just focused on the quarter means. So I did
0: on the Stone Cold and the Jackal Supporters group, uh-huh. I asked what people's favorite Thanksgiving moments were. And people, and it's just the Rockefeller's, not fault, but he got my brain going with that one, <laughs> just to post it in this group. Because yes. he had posted something about the Thanksgiving. I was like, hey, we're doing a poll right now yes. on our Instagram. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and ask in this group, too. Right. And everyone's saying, you know, the Q's first pizza, 1997, when Jason robbed the horror memes, 2012, when the Q's remembered Edward. And then when Tracy blackmails the remaining family members. And it's all about the court remains. Uh-huh. A lot of people remembered the one that they were held hostage. And, of course, when Annabelle took the turkey. Yes. One woman, um, Michelle Corliss, my mom, a couple years before she died, brought pizza to Christmas at my house two years in a row out of love for the show. Aww. She started me watching over 40 years ago, and I think of her every time the Q's have pizza. I miss her. And Rhonda Robinson always loved the line, first we sing and then we eat. So those were some good, good memories. You know, it's, it's crazy to think about the timeline and how everything happens, but it
1: is. I think the quartermans are my favorite though, because again, no matter what's going on, it's about the family for that moment. Right. And it gives you the, the feels. Yeah. So yeah. apologize for how choppy, I guess this was, but hopefully you get a good feel for if Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving past everything. It would have taken us. Six hours. I know we wanted to hear all of that. But we no. don't want to miss anything thanksgiving And Correct. sometimes that's a new word, Thanksgiving-y. That that works <laughs> for me. Um, well, hope that everyone has a
0: very, very happy Thanksgiving. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Hope so you yeah. don't have to eat pizza or if you want to eat pizza that it's enjoyable. I think
1: pizza sounds delicious because I do not like turkey. Somebody said sushi that other day. That would be good, too. I don't like sushi. No, yeah, I like sushi. I would be okay with some Chinese food, sushi, whatever. Hmm, interesting. So. I don't know, but anyway, have a good Thanksgiving and have a good weekend and we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to peer54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platforms. Don't forget to leave us a review
0: and you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for peer54podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we
0: still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50